is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. One of the most used words this year, I think, has been unprecedented. Whatever paper you read, whatever news report you might listen to, time and time again we hear that 2020 has been an unprecedented year. And indeed it has. If we think back to January this year, none of us expected to face the sort of things that we've had to face as individuals, families and indeed as a nation uh, over these last few months. It wasn't expected and indeed it has been unprecedented. And I guess for all of us, we've found ourselves in situations where we haven't quite known what to do. We haven't quite known how the future is going to pan out, what decisions are the wisest ones to take and what life will look like even in a few weeks, let alone a few months ahead. But we do know as we look back over this strange and unprecedented year that God has been faithful. Time and time again, I'm hearing stories of God acting on our behalf, of God breaking in, of, of God answering prayers and being faithful to what is promised. I guess that shouldn't surprise us, should it? Because God is always faithful to what is promised. But it's been so encouraging to hear so many stories over these last few months. So now for us as a church, we're about to change the way we're doing things on a Sunday. We're beginning to move from a pre-recorded Sunday service to a live, live-streamed service. And we're trusting that will give us greater opportunity for interaction, greater opportunity for God to break in prophetically. And we're looking forward to what that might mean in this season. And we know that uh, moving towards having an in-person gathering once again, even if it's in a socially distanced way, will be easier to do once we've made this next change. But as we make this change, it's a good opportunity to look back and thank God for what he has done over these past few months. And so on this Sunday, what we're calling Testimony Sunday, you're going to hear some different stories of what God has done in people's lives and different situations throughout these past few months. I want to encourage you to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. Rejoice with those who are thanking God for what he's done in their lives. If you're asking for a similar thing, don't be bitter that God has done something for somebody else and not yet for you, but rather rejoice for them. And in doing so, you can pray that God might bless you in the same way as well. We're called to rejoice with those who rejoice and also to mourn with those who mourn. And it's true that for some of us, we look back over this last few months and there's some loss or some disappointment. And so even on today's Testimony Sunday, we want to acknowledge that and say once again, we're standing with you and praying for you and seeking to encourage you in the Lord if it's a tough season for you. But right now, we're going to hear some stories of what God has done and ways he's answered prayer. And I want to encourage us to rejoice and thank God for what he's done over this strange, unprecedented year. But at the same time, let's be praying for God to still remain faithful and to answer those yet unanswered prayers that we're still praying and asking God for. 
So thank you for being with us this morning. I'm trusting you enjoy this now. Hi folks. Um, I've been asked to give a bit of a testimony about um, a bit of a revelation I got recently. Um, well, actually, yesterday. Um, while I was reading a scripture in a different version, um, I got a bit of a light bulb moment. So for those of you that don't know, just to give a bit of background, um, my name's Jodie. Um, I'm a trained nurse and um, had worked in end of life care as a nurse for 10 years before I got a brain injury two and a half years ago. Um, since then I've lost my job, um, lost my career, lost my car, a lot of my independence and my mobility. And um, the future is still incredibly uncertain, even more than with COVID. Um, so yes, um, it's it's been a challenging time. But along the way, um, every now and then God gives me a real insight into things that I hadn't known before. So as I'm having my quiet times with him, he will um, reveal himself in a way that I hadn't seen before or helped me to understand a scripture that I hadn't understood before, hence yesterday. So the scripture yesterday was in um, my daily reading, my devotional, and it came up in the... Um, the NIV version, which is the one I'm used to, and it's give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, which is 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. So I've always understood and been led to believe by some people, um, uh, leading, teaching, preaching, um, folks in church, just generally in chit chat and stuff, that we're to give God thanks in all circumstances because those circumstances are his will. Um, without getting into too much of a theological debate, um, I kind of found that really hard because it. I understand God to be such an amazing, loving, kind, comforting father. Yes, he does discipline us and various things like that, but... You know, my situation with my brain injury, why should I thank him for doing that? I don't I don't believe that that's the sort of person he is, but that's kind of what I have been led to believe over all these years. I've been a Christian since I was eight, so it's like nearly 40 years. And it didn't make sense until I read the version yesterday in the contemporary English version. It says, whatever happens, keep thanking God because of Jesus Christ. This is what God wants you to do. And it was like, with all the punctuation and all the bits of pieces and the slightly different use of English, it was like, God wants me to worship Jesus, well, to worship him and to thank him for Jesus and thank Jesus for what he did for me. Not my situation, not making my situation happen, but for who Jesus was. So as I look to him and lift my eyes to him and thank him, so come to him with a thankful heart, um, then that actually ultimately changes my whole situation, which in, as it often has, um, has changed. Well, it doesn't change my situation as such, but it changes how I respond to it and how I feel within my situation. Um, so um just kind of lifts my heart because sometimes it gets very heavy um and i can get a bit low 
Um, so as I focus on God and not on my situation and as I thank him for the things he's done and for who he is, then it actually completely changes me on the inside. And I guess really that's what God's wanting from us is to lean on him, to um, draw close to him and allow our relation to him with him to deepen um, that through the situations we will draw close to him and get closer to him and um, yeah so as I keep dealing with all the different things that come up each day the symptoms the losses the grieving the anticipation of legal cases um, and all sorts of other crazy things that have happened as a result of this brain injury um, if I stop focusing on those and just thank God for who Jesus is, that Jesus died for me and that God loves me even in this situation and he will continue to provide for me, which he always has done. He's always loved me. He's always cared for me. He's always been in situations for me and that won't change. Then I will have what I need to get through the day. Thanks, guys. I want to tell you the most amazing news. I have been healed. I can't believe it. It's incredible. Up until this point, my life has been really, really sad. You see, I'm a leper. You don't know what a leper is. Well, a leper is somebody who has leprosy. It's the most disgusting, horrible skin disease. Your skin gets covered in all open sores. And it can be so bad sometimes that parts of your limbs fall off. Well, I did my best to keep myself bandaged up. But there is no way of getting rid of the disgusting smell of rotten flesh. Because it's infectious, nobody wants to be anywhere near us. And so all the people with leprosy are pushed out of the local community and have to live on their own. We're known as unclean. There were 10 of us all together, each of us suffering from this horrible skin disease. But even though we had to live a distance away from everybody else, we'd still heard his name, Jesus. He was some kind of great teacher and a miracle worker and a Jew. Hmm, this could cause a problem for us. You see, I'm a Samaritan and everybody knows that the Jews hate Samaritans. Even still, we'd heard that Jesus was going to be walking our way on his way to Jerusalem. So all 10 of us had gathered right up high so we could look down onto the path below. And we waited and we waited, wondering, was there any chance that he might be able to help us? And sure enough, by midday, Jesus and his followers were walking along the path, still keeping our distance. We raised our voices as loud as we could. Jesus! Jesus, have pity on us. Usually when we cry out for help, we're ignored. 
footsteps quicken and people hurry past. But not these footsteps. These footsteps stopped and Jesus turned around and looked at us. Oh, what a sight we must have been. Ten bandaged bodies. Ten men rejected and ridiculed by society. He said the strangest things to us. He said, go and show yourself to the priest. To the priest? Well, the priest is the one who declared us unclean and now Jesus wants us to go back. Okay, we will. There was something about the way he commanded us to do it, that we turned around and shuffled as quickly as we could and headed off to see the priest. And as we went, the most incredible thing happened. Our sores started to close up. We unwound our bandages and we could see smooth skin, as smooth as a newborn baby. We were healed, we were healed. Without hesitation, I turned around and ran back as quickly as I could to the outskirts of the village, again, raising my voice, Jesus, Jesus. And again, the footsteps slowed down and stopped and I threw myself at his feet. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Jesus lifted me from the ground, shook the dust from me and looked around. Were, were there not 10 of you that were healed? He questioned. He was right. There had been 10 of us. And yet, only I had come back. I could see the disappointment in his eyes. As only one returned to say thank you, asked Jesus. All of the nine had been healed. They, they were happy to be healed, but they had forgotten to give thanks to the healer himself. Now that's a Bible story you can read. It's in Luke chapter 19. So this week, see if you can find it and read it together as a family. We're thinking today how important it is to say thank you when God provides for us. And he provides in so many different ways. We're going to hear lots of stories today of people taking a turn to say thank you to God and encouraging all of us who are listening at how great our God is. If you want to, I've got a suggestion for a little craft you could do, maybe even during this morning. Get a piece of paper, write a big thank you in the middle, draw pictures or cut out magazine pictures of things that you are thankful for. You could leave it as a poster and put it up somewhere in your house to remind you to give thanks. Or even better, you could put it into a plastic wallet or if your parents have got a laminator, laminate it. And it could be a placemat on your dining room table this week. And each time you sit down to have a meal, you can remind yourself to give thanks for all that God has done for you. Hi everybody, I'm Naomi and I'm Solomon. And we're going to share a little testimony about... Uncle Matthew. Uncle Matthew. So during lockdown, what happened to Uncle Matthew? He got a bit poorly. Yeah, and he had to go... 
to the hospital. He did and he had to have lots of tests and the doctors found out there was something not quite right with his... Body. His body, yeah. Specifically his heart, which is beating in there, isn't it? And what did we start to do, Solly? We started praying and he got better already. We started praying every night when we went to bed for Uncle Matthew. And what's happened recently? He got... He's got better already. He got better already. So God answered your prayers and our prayers, didn't he? Yeah. And what does that tell us about God, Solomon? Um, that God is really... Happy. <laughs> he is a happy God, isn't he? And he's really great and he answers all our prayers. And we haven't stopped praying. Who are we still praying for? Nanny and Nana E. Uh, a nanny and Nana E that God will heal them too. So that's amazing, isn't it? God answers our... Prayer. Yeah, fantastic. Say bye to everyone. Bye. Stories of the Bible. Jesus calms the storm. This is Jesus, hey who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love and healed people from their sickness. He did many miracles like walking on water oh, hey guys. and even raised people from the dead. One day after preaching to a crowd of people, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. You got it. So they got into a boat and started out. Other boats followed him too. And as they sailed across, Jesus fell asleep. Uh -oh. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke Jesus up, shouting, Hey, Jesus, wake up! Save us! We are going to drown! Don't you care if we drown? Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, saying, Silence! Be still! Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and waves obey him. So Liam, you wanted to share a story with church um, and tell them something that happened at the beach during our summer holiday. Yes, and um, what happened was me and my dad was at the sea and my daddy was showing me how to skim a stone. So I went off and skimmed my stone, but my bracelet flew off with it. Into the ocean? Yes. Oh goodness, so what happened next? Um, daddy went into the ocean um, and, he find, and he tried to find it with his toes and I felt really sad because it was my favourite bracelet. 
So did you do anything whilst you were on the beach watching Daddy search for this bracelet? Yes, indeed I did. I prayed to God that he would help my daddy find um, the bracelet. Wow. And what happened after that? Well, um, daddy just had a moment. So he, so he thought he saw something, so he stooped it up before the next wave came. And there it was, the bracelet. Way that's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So in the ocean, mm-hmm. Daddy found that tiny bracelet. Yes. And how did that make you feel? I felt relieved. Yeah. That it has been found. And uh, do you feel like God heard your prayer? Yes. And what does that show you about God? Um, that He can do anything, and that He's bigger than the ocean. Fantastic. Hello folks, I hope this finds you well. My story is one of how good came of this difficult season of life which we've all been facing. So as a secondary school teacher, my Monday to Friday would uh, be a case of getting up early and uh, seeing my son, um, who at the time when uh, lockdown struck was just a year and a month old, seeing him in the mornings, and, um, and then seeing him again in the sort of mid to late afternoon for sort of uh, bath time and bedtime. And um, I suppose what, what I would say a blessing that came of this is that I was able to be around a lot more. So we were able to have our um, breakfast together, our lunches together. Of course, still trying to juggle working from home. And as many of you um, can empathise with the challenges that that brings. Um, but it just meant I was on hand. So if there was a particularly... A catastrophic nappy, uh, I was able to help out, um, perhaps less, less of a blessing that one, um, but it just meant I was there and at the end of the day rather than having to spend the commute in the car, um, we were able to just uh, pop Hugo in the pram and just take him for a walk straight away and you know I just, I just wanted to share that because um, I just felt it's helped me a lot to count the blessings at this um, that we've known uh, throughout this uh, throughout this um, difficult time of life and uh, for me it was more than just sort of an incidental um, silver lining to uh, an ever-present cloud. For me it reminded me of uh, a passage in the Bible which says that we know that for those who love God all things work together for good. For me this was just an example of um, just his care and his 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 grace and his kindness in bringing good out of out of this and uh, it's not just it wasn't just a, my opinion um, but uh, the childminder said that the fact that me and my wife had been able to be sort of there much more um, she feels that he's really thrived and really flourished um, through this uh, as a result so we are we're really delighted and grateful for that another. Uh, translation of the Bible talks about working every detail into something good. So I hope that encourages you, I hope that blesses you. Uh, take care. Hi, my name's Lou and it's great just to be able to share a story of God's faithfulness uh, throughout this time in lockdown. I'm the youngest of four and I have a sister in Rugeley, I've got a brother in London and a sister in Israel. And at the beginning of March, my parents had gone out to visit my sister in Israel. They'd gone out for a visit and they'd taken 
enough medication that they needed for that time out there. And then COVID happened and then it became quite a desperate situation for them to get home. So as a family we prayed and uh, we asked God to, to bring them home safely. It was a bit of a traumatic time, there were lots of uh, flight cancellations and uh, um, yeah it was, was quite tricky and lots of prayer over that time but actually God was faithful and mum and dad were able to get the last flight home to the UK. So yeah I just want to just say that God is a faithful God and that actually in this time where it's strange that we may not be able to meet physically as family and uh, for those of us that go to church we may not be able to meet with our church family. Uh, but it's been great that actually we can still connect online, that we can still pray and that God is faithful and that he answers our prayers. Hello, uh, my name's Jonathan. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, something that's I've found really helpful over the last nine months. Uh, in fact, the last 35 years, really. Um, and it's from my one of my favourite passages in, in Romans. Um, and with with all that's been going on and uh, the worries and um, trying to sort of cope with different situations I, I found it I found it really helpful so I'm, I'm going to read this bit first it's from Romans 5 and it says um, Romans 5 6 you see at just the right time when we were still powerless Christ died for the ungodly uh, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's a passage we, we quite often talk to uh, non-believers or people who are just finding out about faith because it's about Christ dying for us. But it's not just a once, and once, once in a lifetime thing. The power of that, that verse carries on forever and ever. So it's just at the right time. And the right time is always now, the right time to rely on God's grace and his power in your life. So, so when I'm kind of feeling, I should do this, I should do that, I don't know what to do, uh, I'm not strong enough, I'm weak. When I, when I fail at things or I don't live up to my standards, that, that passage is still true. Christ died for me and it's the forgiveness and the grace that he gives us is true today and every day and every day going forward and it's not just that it's the power to go forward to change so the, the power in this verse is 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 not about a once in a lifetime being saved it's day to day god's power is there for us and when we muck up his forgiveness is there for us his grace is there for us so it's it's that not worrying about where we are because actually we are where we are um, and how we feel about it, it's how we feel about it. It's knowing the direction we're going in, knowing that God's grace is there to help us move forward and God's grace is there to forgive us for our failings, which, which we all have because we're human, but knowing that we're going to address those and God's power in us is going to change us and lead us forward. So I, it just always encourages me. So, uh, and I hope what I've said helps you um, so God bless you and uh, look forward to the next week and God's touch in your life. We hope that you're enjoying the testimony and story morning so far today you know it's been so good 
to hear of God's goodness and God's faithfulness to members of our church and to just really come back and say thank you God for what you've done for us over this season and as we go into a new season we just pray that we'll see more answers to prayer more of God's goodness to us over the next few months and you know now we're going to join um, together and take communion what a wonderful time this is. I'd really love to be with you all as we take communion. It's such a blessing to do that together. But let's do that, do this virtually and uh, enjoy the time together. But more than that, it's such a brilliant um, way to remember what Jesus did for us on the cross. But it's also quite a solemn time as well. I want you to really examine yourself. Um, if, if you have anything that has gone unforgiven or if you have anyone that you've wronged, now's the time to... Um, bring that to God and say sorry or to, to phone that friend up and talk about that and to resolve that. It's a time when we can meet together and, like I said, just remember what Jesus did and it's an amazing thing that he shed his blood and died for us so that our sins could be forgiven. Paul guides us through this and he says um, all the direction to help us through this time to remember that properly. I'm going to read this. But as you have your family around you, or friends, you're all welcome to share in this with us, if you know Jesus Christ as your saviour. So it would be great if you could join with us as the family in, you know, literally in the room, but also as the church, um, if you know Jesus as your saviour. Here's what Paul said then, and you know, the instructions that will follow. For I received from the Lord what I have passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat the bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes so we're going to remember the Lord's death and with jubilation, think about him coming again. Um, Naomi will pray for us now, and then we'll take that together. Shall we all pray together? Kids and young people, this includes you as well. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, and we thank you for his death. But Lord, we thank you today again as well for his resurrection. Mm. God, we just pray as we take the bread, representing your life that was broken for me, we remember your faithfulness and to all who receive you. God, we can't begin to imagine the suffering that Jesus went through on the cross, but yet, Jesus, you took that pain for me and for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your extravagant love and your unmerited favour. Thank you that your death Death gives us life and life abundant. We receive this bread in remembrance of you and in the same way, in a moment as we take the cup, representing your blood poured out from a splintered cross, I realise you were the supreme sacrifice for all our sin, past, present and future. And because of your blood shed for us and your body broken for us, we can be free from the power and penalty of sin. Thank you, God, for your victory over death. Thank you, Jesus, that you took the punishment that we deserved. 
your pain was indeed my gain. And today, as Jubilee Church family, we remember and celebrate the precious gift of life you gave to us through the blood that you spilled and the body that was broken. Let's take communion together now. It's been so wonderful to join with you, our church family, for communion today. Um, we just pray that you have a blessed week ahead um, and that God will go with you wherever you are, wherever you go. And that you can just thank him each day for all that he does and for all that he is. It's been so good to be with you today, Jubilee Church. Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at 